Welcome to the Happiness Secrets Podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. This podcast is going to change your life on all levels. Hi, my name is Sam, the Happiness Man. I am a holistic health and happiness coach, meditation teacher, crystal light therapist, behind energy healer, and connect therapy physiotherapist. My purpose in life is to help world-changing entrepreneurs such as yourself to be truly happy and to achieve all your big dreams in life. To literally be a 10 out of 10 in all areas of life from happiness to health to your soulmate, friends, family, business, finances, and your freedom lifestyle. My mission in life is to awaken the world and to create world peace through the path of Dharma, holistic health awakened centers, utopian communities, and the world peace charity to solve all the world's problems. But I can't do this alone. I need world-changing entrepreneurs like you to be truly happy and to achieve your big dreams in life, to share your gifts to the world. And this is how we make true global change, by all healing ourselves to heal the world. P.S. If you resonate with the message or if you love this podcast and got so much out of it, then it would absolutely mean the world to me if you could share it with someone that you love. And if you could leave a five-star review, this helps us to spread the message with the world and you'll also go in to an amazing competition where you can win two prizes up to a value of $4,444. If you listen to the end, you'll find out more about the competition as well. Enjoy. Alrighty, legends. So welcome back to another episode of Happiness Secrets. So your path to finding inner peace, happiness, and your true self. So I have a very special guest with us today. So Parissa B is a human developer. She is the founder and CEO of Edge of Abundance, a community for transformation. She's got such a beautiful energy, such a great intention, and such a great story that I can't wait to hear more about today. So firstly, thank you so much, Parissa, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be amongst you and your community and like-minded and like-hearted people. So thank you. Yay. Oh, it's an absolute honor to have you here. So firstly, so in your own words, we talked a bit before, but I'd, I'd love for you to share that. So I guess a bit more about what Edge of Abundance is, and I guess your story from, I guess, going childhood and uh, adulthood, and I guess your journey to creating Edge of Abundance. Yeah, beautiful. So I'll start with my story first, because that'll lead into what Edge of Abundance, how it was born, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So born and raised in Iran. Middle East, Mm -hmm. moved to Canada when I was seven. 
was a child of war during the Iran-Iraq war in Iran in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I moved to Canada at seven, by the time I was nine, my mom said to my dad, I want a divorce. So what happened was my older sister chose to live with my dad. I chose, I was actually not chosen. I was given to live with my mom. So growing up, I had a lot of stories within myself of neglect. And um, my mom was very ambitious And so I started to recognize that I have to be on my own. The only way anything will go my way is if I do it on my my own from the age of nine onwards. Mm -hmm. So I developed this lone wolf mentality that served me up until I was uh, 38 years old, which I am now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it served me in its own way. It wasn't serving me in the right way. So what I did was I ended up getting married, had two kids, got a divorce, and all along being uh, successful in business, I, I'm a by trade a real estate agent full time for seven years, and um, I kept realizing that during COVID was my best financial years in real estate, and I was just like ah like this is not what's driving me. Money's not driving me. Because how is it possible that I'm having the best years and just feel like my purpose is lost? I feel lost. My identity is lost. Mm -hmm. So I started to look at someone on Facebook, a mentor uh, from afar, following her. Her name is Shanda Sumter. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying, anything in your life that you're suffering in is a leadership problem. Mm -hmm. And I kept wondering, what is she talking about leadership problem? And I took it as it's funny because where you're at mentally is where the world responds to you. So I kept thinking she's talking about business. And I was like, maybe that's what it is. Even though I just had the best year, maybe I need to redirect and, and really like spruce up my ability as a real estate agent or as a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. So she had a transformation training program. It's called hardcore leadership, HCL. So everything she was saying, she's like, if you have a marketing problem, it's a leadership problem. If you have relationship problems, it's a leadership problem. If you have this, it's a lead. So I I was very captivated. So I decided I bit the bullet. I'm like, I'm just going to take this leadership program that she has to offer. It's a four month long program. And I took it. Mm -hmm. And this was from July. It started. And when I went in there, I had expectations of my business mentality even you're setting a goal, a, lot, a long-term goal for yourself within 90 days of that four months. Mm-hmm. And my goal originally was a, was a real estate-related goal. And by the middle to the end, I realized this has nothing to do with business. This has everything to do with your inner leadership as a human being mm-hmm. and how when you get to really look inwards and change and rewire yourself as a human leader mm-hmm. it, by the byproduct is your relationships change, your spirituality, your connection to God or the universe changes, your relationships with your children, with colleagues, everything, your relationship with yourself, your Mm -hmm. love and your level of trust with yourself changes. Mm -hmm. All your stories that I started out this segment with you about my childhood changed. Mm -hmm. My, 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 resentment towards my mother being ambitious changed and actually revamped into complete empathy and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So things that I had never in 38 years imagined were possible, were possible through this transformation. Mm -hmm. 
So this is where near the middle to the end, once I was starting to really create this momentum in myself and realization and awareness, which is the foundation of transformation is awareness. It's like, you cannot unknow what you now know, and you can't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So once I knew and made all these connections, I discovered that I started to have a panic attack. I was like, what's going to happen when this four months is over? What's going to happen when I realize that my boyfriend, my sister, my mother, my children have not, my friends, my community in person have not gone through this journey? What's going to happen? Am I going to revert back to who I was for 38 years? Am I still going to be a lone wolf? Right. And I started to have a panic attack about it. So I was, I went on this like, journey of finding post-transformation programs. And I recognized quickly that there is nothing out there to maintain and keep growing the momentum that you've created within yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And to keep up-leveling your style of being. It's when you're, it's not what you say, it's not what you do. It's your intention within yourself that builds your community around you if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what happened was that's where edge of abundance was born. I said, and not just myself, I had 150 people in that um, container that we were in for the transformational training in my segment, because there's multiples throughout the year. And of those 150, about 122 of us graduated. And we all started having these similar worries about what happens when we go back to the real world. And I said, this is it. I have to create something. I get to create something that creates a community of connection, accountability, support after transformation. And transformation is not just limited to this community, this uh, training that I had. It's like anybody who's done Tony Robbins, anybody who's done Peter Sage, any done, anyone who's done Mary Morrissey, um, anyone who's in the realm of personal development Mm-hmm. and has really decided mindfully and has intention to up-level their way of being um, afterwards is welcome to come to Edge of Abundance to really continue that growth. And just so I make this um, disclaimer, my intention with Edge of Abundance is to really empower individuals to really truly live in that way of being their true essence or greatness and Mm -hmm. to eventually evolve and break off and go out into the world, bring those ways of being into their personal relationships. So it's not like a codependency online in the virtual world. It's really to empower you in the real world Mm -hmm. and how to up-level your relationship with your children. Eventually like monkey see monkey do, or the hundreds, monkey effect where enough people are this way that by natural causes, it ripples to everyone else around you. So that's the mission is to really empower someone, individuals to really keep growing because four months maybe isn't enough for some people. Maybe they wanted six months, maybe they wanted nine months. Maybe some people after two months, they were good. And they're like, I get it. I'm off. But I noticed that majority of people really wanted a maintenance program or package after the fact to keep the growth going and that sense of community going. So that's my story. That's where Edge of Abundance comes from. And um, yeah, and I'm just spreading the word of transformation to the world. Oh, I absolutely love that. And I think it is like a key missing part. It's it's actually surprising there's not more of that out there. So 
I'm really glad you've trusted your intuition and yeah, and I really feel that it's your purpose to help people with this because that's the thing. You can have the most amazing transformation in the world, but as soon as you go back to everyday life, it's like that hundred monkey factor, like you are who you surround yourself with. And it's one thing being in that vibration and everyone's pumped up and you've got a community. But then when you go back to the old the old way of living, it slowly creeps in. So I think it's really important. And I absolutely love that. And I think it's so key that it's not a codependency thing. You're actually empowering the individual, getting them to reach their full potential and to become independent and their own leaders in their own right as well, which I think is very important. And but as well, that's the thing when you're a leader and you're a forever student, you're always on the path of growth. I think it's so important having, because I'm always like the next coach, the next investment, always a forever student. It's as soon as I think I'm done, it's like I have to check my ego and, and this and that, because there's always the next level, even though like we do this for a living. And so I think it's so key. Um, yes, being independent, it's just like a healthy relationship. You're like, two separate people with different likes and dislikes but you've chosen to walk the same path together and onwards upwards in the same direction of the ultimate growth so I really feel then creating a community like that that yes everyone's independent they um, don't need it but they benefit from it and it helps lift them up and it helps everyone raise to the next level and really to hold that vibration and I really feel from that the power of being in a group because I was a lone wolf as well in the past I'm like naturally a bit introvert as well I need my own time as well but being in a group is powerful we don't have to do this alone and in fact it accelerates the growth and it really makes it easy and I really feel that's a, a butterfly effect for true global change so I'm really happy that you've done that and yeah, it's it's going to be an amazing community. Well, it already is as well, and you're doing so well. So I'm very proud of you with that. So intuitively, what's coming through? So for those of you, um, and I guess we'll get to those like just beginning, and then we'll get to those people that have already done uh, or got into self-development as well. So for those of you... So those people are just beginning, maybe they haven't really heard about self-development or transformation. What would advice would you give them? And maybe like, what are some of the top tips and like the top takeaways that you have taken on, I guess, like on a very practical level that you now use in your everyday life? Um. For anyone, I'm going to start off with, if anyone doesn't know or hasn't exposed themselves to personal development or transformation, it's really for anybody who has trauma from their childhood um, or adulthood, any form of trauma, any form of, See, when I say trauma, I just want to emphasize it's not just a matter of a cure. It's not going to like, don't fix me. A lot of people don't want to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. However, with that being said, I challenge 
or invite people to think, okay, if it's not about fixing you, but what about the relief? What about the peace? What about the joy that mm-hmm. comes from letting go, releasing trauma? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, just like me, uh, I had a lot of trauma with the stories I had created in my own mind about my mom, about my parents' divorce, all those things. And through transformation, I was really able to say, okay, pinpoint, is this where I've attached the emotion to fear, self-preservation, protection, mm-hmm. up-leveling my self-worth and my self-love actually eliminates the fear and the attachment and comfort and collecting of evidence to play and stay in victim mentality, right? Where you, your scope is usually traditionally everything happens to you, the world happens to you, or it's all happening to me. No, if you tweak that and it becomes for you, life is happening for me. My life is happening for me. It's an abundance. It's a mentality that shifts and changes. So anyone who has not experienced um, personal development or transformation concept, I would invite them to look at the opportunities of that type of growth mentality. Um, I would say this is not a program for anyone. Transformation is not for anyone who's, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I don't need to change. I think life is good for me. Um, Anyone who's not looking for abundance, anyone who's not really looking to up level and they're just happy the way life is. Those are the people that I would not recommend transformation or personal development to. Um, The takeaways I have really is when you give yourself the opportunity to first and foremost, love yourself, which is the biggest factor. And some of us just don't know what that looks like um, to give yourself a platform of worth, really valuing your beliefs, your voice, your capabilities, and then in turn, turning those things into relationships with others. So my personal experience with the lone wolf was it was familiar to me. I don't know if you have children, but I have, I have two kids. And I say this often with children, when they're infants, you can't communicate with them. They won't understand your language and you won't understand theirs. So what you do is you create a pattern of predictability for them to communicate with them. For example, when you want them to go to bed, it's bedtime. You would do bath time. You would dim the lights. You would read a book. You would place them in bed. And if you do that enough, that becomes their language. They become familiar. And in the same token, it's counterintuitive, but it's also counterproductive when you use it to your disadvantage or to your, to, you know, in a degree where it's not going to work for you. For example, being in abusive relationships, having abuse in your life from childhood and then carrying it into adulthood. What we tend to do is because it's familiar, we tend to hold on to it because it's predictable. We tend to hold on to it because it's safe. As long as, even though it's not physically safe for you or mentally safe or emotionally safe, it feels safe because it's a comfort that you've carried all this time throughout your childhood into your adulthood. So naturally, and then you wonder, you go into resentment mode and you're like, why does this keep happening to me? It's because you're carrying that familiarity of what you've always experienced and it's natural to you. And then it carries and snowballs into such catastrophic ways of being into your adulthood where it doesn't have to be that way. You could stop that trend. You can stop that story. You could stop that pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And these things, although they're great to, to work on through traditional therapy, um, which I've done, 
throughout my life. I've done traditional therapy. Uh, I was led to believe that was the only way, you know, it was like, oh, you know what, if, if your relationships aren't working, just go and get help, go see a shrink. Like that was the, the statement of life. Right. And I'm not going to knock traditional therapy because there are times that it, it, it supplemented my life as well, but I will take a stand and say that there's not one thing, any therapist for me taught me or equipped me with tools that to this day, I could say, I learned that from traditional therapy. However, I will take a stand and say that what I learned and discovered intensely about myself, about the world, about my community, about people in four short months was equivalent to 30 years of traditional therapy. And I will take a stand and say that. And so I would really, really welcome anyone who has no experience in transformation to really level up their knowledge and their wisdom and really try to find something that resonates with them and take a deep dive into it and really, really explore within themselves, their inner universe and how they belong in the outer universe and just take a chance. It's like life as we know it is so short. It's just, this is the way it is. Why be mediocre when you can be extraordinary? Hmm. Definitely. I love that. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I I really love that. And I think it's so key um, that you, no matter what, no matter what your story and like, and have so much empathy for you, like life isn't always easy and can be quite challenging. So whatever your story that, it can either make you or break you. Yeah. That it's either that you can view it happening for you. You can learn the lesson. You can move on. You can let it propel you or we can just get stuck in a loop. Yeah. Never ending loop. And that this is a pathway. There's many different paths, but this is a pathway to change that you don't have to be stuck in this trauma in this suffering that you can be truly happy mm. in a state of inner peace and enjoy your life yeah that life is really beautiful as well so I definitely recommend like yeah anyone that's like just new to this or do you know what I mean or it piques your interest or you're on your fence on the fence like don't just take our word for it like try it out for yourself experience the truth it's definitely changed my life I can speak for myself 100% almost I feel now my challenges as a kid through adult life propelled me that's why I've changed so much and grown so much so I really view it as a blessing but it can seem like a curse initially so for those of you I guess for those that are interested in getting into it, um, and I guess they are going to get into the programs as well, but have you got, and I guess they're experiencing a lot of trauma or anxiety or depression or they're lost in their head, what do you have a favorite tool that you use or one that maybe you use to start off with, I guess, to help deal with the trauma and in everyday life? Um, a tool that I would use to deal with trauma is, is a bit tricky because I really believe that it all starts with you taking a look within your inner self. And it's not, like I said, it's not a simple process to make initially. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that when you're a part of a community, 
that in itself is very healing because your experience in the community is 50% your own journey and your own stories that you've washed over your life and believe that that's, that's what happened to me. That's the way it was. Mm-hmm. And 50% of your experience in a community is living through other people's journeys. Mm-hmm. So there's a power in that when you share it's serving to you and others. So I would say trauma in my experience was brought resilience when I witnessed it in front of me through other people's pains. Mm -hmm. It reiterated my own pain. It made me feel heard and seen, even though I wasn't the one saying it, someone else was sharing. And it really, really allowed me to look at things from a different perspective and dig deeper within myself and understand that when they said this, or they did that to me, maybe it was under this tone or this context that I never thought about. So speaking, sharing, that is the way in my experience that trauma could really be dealt with head on because sometimes people don't want to deal with things directly. They want indirect um, realization. And that's where that 50% comes when you're sharing, you're venting. And at the same time, it's landing with other people. So I would say in terms of trauma, I would say that is the best thing is really to belong to a community where you can, you have intimacy Mm -hmm. and you have trust and you have love and you have connection and commitment to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you were to take it a, a step beyond and once you kind of deal with the trauma manifestation to me is like a massive movement within yourself to really up-level your next chapter. And that could be in any way. That could be you want to manifest having a healthier relationship with your spouse, with your parents, with um, your relationship with money, um, your career path, whatever that looks like. So once you're able to really tackle the concept of your trauma, and then you want to move into, okay, now I have that awareness. Now I know how to deal with it. Now I know how it really was versus the story I told myself it was. What do I do next? Well, naturally you're going to be looking to up level, right? And that's where I really think you got to look at something like manifestation to keep progressing yourself as a leader. Um, And then doing that fine tuning manifestation in a way that is effective because the word manifestation is used a lot loosely and it's really, um, kind of correlated with vision boards all the time. And we were now realizing that a vision board is counterproductive because oftentimes we're, we're looking at something so far in the future that it becomes unattainable at times. And then you lose faith in yourself. And it just does that whole backward snowball effect again, mm-hmm. where you're back to square one. So when I say manifesting, there's, there's specific type of ways that have been proven to be effective. So that's what I would say. Start with community step into your leadership, step into manifestation, into your future, and ultimately bring your future into your present versus bringing your past into your present all the time. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think it's a really good point that you make. So I think it's a very good answer that depending who you are and your personality and what works for you and what you've been through, there's not... I would say just one tool technique that or and even something can work for a period of time and then it changes. 
What I really, and I guess sometimes people are looking for the shortcut or the quick fix or the magic pill, the one magic technique that will solve everything. When it really, it is a lifelong journey. It takes time to change. And I really feel like we were saying before, like being in a community of like-minded people, you are who you surround yourself with. So just as something as simple as changing that shifts everything as well. And just, I think it's as simple as like, okay, so having the intention, you're ready to change this, whatever this takes. And that is so true. Like there's the old thing, like enlightened masters used to go off into a cave and, and meditate and, and be one with the universe there. But I feel that time has changed now and that it's actually like everyone is your mirror. So being, there's one thing being with your family, it's like, well, they're actually mirroring parts that you don't, you don't like about them is actually what you don't like about yourself. So that is actually helping you. But as well, then coming into a positive mirror that you're being like reflected back all the positive things and the things that do get reflected back these people are aware of what is happening because maybe most people, your family, friends, other people, not that there's anything wrong with it because there's a blessing behind it all, that they're not aware that maybe they're projecting things on you or pushing buttons or that you've changed because of this transformation and self-development. Now the buttons don't work. Mm. Now this shines a spotlight on them, why they aren't changing. They get triggered and put on to you and then you don't know what's going on and all this so I think while you're dealing with that having a community that understands like the universal rules of life and like and it's really hard like especially depending what you've been through and what you went through like like with in a war country and and this different way of living um compared to the west and really being in a safe place yeah that you feel supported and cared for and looked after that you can share this openly that you can cry and be very vulnerable and you're held in this sacred high vibration state for you can so that you can heal because I really found that through my own experience that I was always a giver and trying to help people and an empath and a bit of a people pleaser and this and that and I'll just drain all my energy get burnt out but the real healing is like, well, can you hold space? So you be in your own feeling sense. And I always say that like as simple as speaking in that. And if you can feel fully, you can heal fully. So by you speaking, putting it out there, it getting triggered up, you feeling it in a safe environment. Yeah, where your nervous system subconscious is always coming out like, can you handle this? Can you handle this? But it's in a safe place, then it can truly come out. Then you can truly feel it and process it in a loving, supportive way. So I think it's a very good answer to the question as well. And that this is the work. It yeah. is challenging. It gets easier. Um, not Maybe not so much life gets easier, but you get stronger. You're able to easily more easily deal with it. And just having that community, I think it's so, so key. And I love what you say with manifestation as well. So, because that is the whole thing as well. And I feel like there's many different 
paths and what works for you. But that was very interesting what you said. And I think it's a big point. And <laughs> I went through it. I used to have like a, a seven-year plan with all the things. And then I went to a one-year plan. And then I had this vision board. And then um, I was going to burn it and this and that. And almost it is a double-edged sword as in, yep, one, the universe life is going to give you what you want. First, you have to decide what you want um, with it. But it's that it's that paradox of like knowing it's done, but then coming back. And I think I definitely went through the phase where you're like, oh, frustrated the universe or God or whatever. Like, why is it not here yet? I'm trying so hard. And, da -da -da. and you're like, ah. Oh. And you get frustrated and you're not truly enjoying the present moment. I like what you said, bringing the future into the present. So, yeah, did you want to talk a bit more about your unique way of manifestation? And I guess some simple tips, how you'd go about that. Yeah. Um, like you said, manifestation is there's many opinions out there of what is and what isn't. The one that I really gravitate to is um, there was recently a release with Mel Robbins on her podcast that talked about the four steps of manifestation and she didn't create it. She emphasized it and it's how Olympians really use this method. So it's, it's world renowned and it's a concept that high level success, successful people use this level of manifestation. And it's a four parter. The first part is being honest with yourself and declaring what you really want. Mm -hmm. The second part, and, and, and some people don't know what that looks like. So she offers every day, get up and five times a day, ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Keep writing it down. And it, it may take you days to discover what that one true thing is that you really, really are desiring. Mm -hmm. Step two is visualize it. So the part is that you're going to do these four steps every morning and every night. You're going to start to, once you declare it, you're going to start to always visualize it. And you got to be one with your vision. And by visualization, it gets intense because you're visualizing the agony. You're visualizing the triumphs. You're visualizing the technique. You're visualizing what you're doing, the strategies behind it the problem solving behind it. Like you're really training your brain because your brain doesn't know the difference. Your brain doesn't know if it's happened or hasn't happened yet. You're training your brain to realize it's already happened. So now I'm in it. What do I do? So for example, if you want to be, let's say you want to win the gold medal at the Olympics, whatever that looks like, whatever sport, whatever, you're going to visualize that, okay, I'm doing my sport. I'm doing my craft. It's happening. I'm training for it every single morning at 3 a.m. I'm getting up, hail, high water, doesn't matter what's going on. You're visualizing it. If it's raining, I'm still, I'm still doing this. So you're actually training your brain to realize that you're doing the motions without physically doing it. That's step two. Step three is feel it. Feel it deeply. Feel the emotions of it. Feel the sadness. Feel the draining. Feel the exhaustion. Feel the excitement. Train, again, feel the chemicals releasing in your body, where they're going when you're experiencing these thoughts immensely. And then step four is patience. So see it through and depends what your goal is. Your goal may be something that is attainable in a week. It may take three months. It may take three years. Just stick it out. So depending on the size of your goal, 
That's step four, patience. Keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And she goes on to say that some people may not be able to visualize themselves in that state, in, in that goal. For those people, she says that there's a method you can do where you think of an idol of your own, your mentor, someone that you know can achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And in your mind, when you're doing the visualization, step two and step three and the feeling, you're allowing them to run the game for you. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing them do it. So it's still releasing the same kind of chemicals and feelings and evoking your mind the same way. The disclaimer in it is eventually, after a few times of doing it, the person turns around in your mind and gives the baton to you and says, okay, now you take over. So that's the disclaimer. You're allowed to visualize someone that you believe in your heart can do your goal with the disclaimer that eventually they pass it on to you to take over. Mm. So that's the method and, and the concept that I practice and that we do as our community because it's almost, it's tangible, you know, the feeling and the visualizing and it's high level, like Olympics, Olympians do these things. Athletes do these things. That's how they win what they win. Tom Brady, like this is the next level of what they do Mm. versus the visual vision board is beautiful. I've done many vision boards in every aspect of my life. It's beautiful. But what we tend to do is we always put the end goal on there. Like I want a mansion, not me, but someone might say, I want like a 20,000 square foot house on the ocean. Okay, well, what are you doing about it? Where's your vision in it daily? Where's your feeling in it daily? What are you looking at the problem solving? What happens if this and this happens? How do I react to it, right? So you got to actually train your mind like it is happening to you. You've already got the mansion. How are you keeping it? How did you attain it? Did you get a mortgage for it? Like you're going to go into your mind like it's already live. You're in the middle of it. So that's where it really, really like gets the juices flowing. The universe responds to you. You've already convinced yourself. And the reason why it's so important to train your brain to do it this way, this is the beautiful hidden gem behind it, is that when you actually get to the point of those hardships, those power struggles, those decision-making moments, your brain is less reluctant less resistant because the feeling has already experienced within you. You're like, oh, I've already felt the hardship of this. I know how to handle it. That's the trickery of the brain is you've already lived through it. So you're less resistant and more more likely to not avoid the situation. You've already, the shock factor has already left Mm -hmm. your body and your mind. Oh, I love that. Um, Yeah, I actually haven't heard... um, doing that so what and I really feel it's a missing piece because um that it's like really but visualizing the hardship the pain the the stress of it the worry the the doubt or the leap of faith or whatever comes up so I really love that because yeah it's like everyone like it's like yeah they watch the movie the secret this and that like okay the Ferrari wind through the hair and this and that and then it's almost like uh thinking like god's outside them or the universe is outside them okay so when is it coming when is it coming Mm -hmm. and i found like even myself personally i was a better manifester before i became spiritual like i was an atheist before i didn't believe in anything because i knew it was up to me 
And I knew it's like to do anything, well, of course, there's ups and downs and this and that. But I think there's a common thing in the spiritual community and that there's commonly like money issues and probably like majority of people probably aren't the best manifestors as well. And it's like, ah, oh, it's not meant for me or this or that. It's always like, oh, I just want it to be easy. Like it's just going to come here, arrive on the doorbell, this and that. But people kind of miss the beauty as in, I always say that like God is giving you what you need, not necessarily what you want. But by getting what you need, you end up getting what you want. And always I had the big vision board like Utopia and uh, health centers around the world and like a trillion dollars, like world peace, all this stuff. And I had a period of my journey, I'm like oh, frustrated. And so I connect to my spiritual guys and, and they're like, oh, he gets frustrated, doesn't he? Can't he see these moving so quick? And they said, it's like, oh, if only Sam could see, he's already living the path of his wildest dreams. The only thing is he can't see beyond the clouds. And he's not meant to. It's a beautiful mystery that all this stuff that's coming up, all these so-called challenges where it doesn't seem to be happening or the frustration is because it's actually clearing all that stuff to make space for it to come in. And that this is the human experience. It's not spiritually bypassing. It's not just love and light. It's going to arrive on your doorbell, um, that someone's going to ring your doorbell and it's there. It's like, and I really think that's a good example of an athlete. Like athletes are in pain most of the time with doms. They'll wake up early, gonna make so many sacrifices. Even the best, yes, like Tom Brady have got talent and that, but to stay at that level for so long, which is so inspiring. It's like you, it's the work ethic. Yeah, like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, like Cristiano Ronaldo, all these people. It's that belief. And no matter what, you keep going. And I think that's a key point, seeing it out until it's done. Whether it takes you a day, a month, a year, and so on. But I really love that, actually, that it's visualizing all the other sides. And like your mind is a powerful tool when you're not, when it's not the boss, um, but you're coming from that awareness of what you said or the universe. And then using it as a tool to visualize, to feel that it's almost, it finds these neural networks and it figures it all out for you. And I love that. Then when you're in the moment, it helps you deal with that. Because a lot of people give up. They stop. And then they, oh, it's not for me. I, I don't like this resisting it and, and that aspect. So I really love that. That's a big aha. So thank you for sharing that. So really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. So finally, like, what is your vision for the world? Like, where would you really like to take Edge of Abundance? What, yeah, I guess, like, your vision for yourself and, like, yeah, the vision for the world. So my vision for the world while I was in the transformational training container was I declared that I want to give opportunity to everyone to experience transformation. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my fuel in my heart is the experience that I've had. Like I said, for 38 years, I didn't have 
um, awareness of what was going on. I was just living with my head in the sand and I was just coping. That's what I was doing. I was just coping along the way in relationships in friendships. So I've, I got divorced in 2018 and it wasn't an easy process for my children, for my ex-husband, for myself. And now we're good, good friends. Like if I was to tell you, because of transformation, by the way, mm-hmm. if I was to tell you the degree of friendship we have, it's kind of very unorthodox and unheard of. So I owe that to transformation, not because of anything else, but for my children to see peace between their parents to grow up thinking and knowing that that's what marriage was this way versus what it can be this way. Mm-hmm. Right. So my vision is peace, joy, trust. The biggest factor here is people do not trust themselves and they do not believe they're trustworthy. Okay. When I tell someone, I trust you, their whole change face changes. They haven't heard it before because they are filled with self-doubt. They're filled with manipulation that the world masks us and it it brings our guard up to the point where we cannot be authentic. We cannot be vulnerable the way you were describing earlier. Vulnerability and authenticity welcomes vulnerability and authenticity. Mm -hmm. And my vision is to really allow people to have a post-community There is so many beautiful transformational programs out there. I don't knock any of them. I support all of them. I believe something is better than nothing. I'd rather people sit through online programs for a weekend with X, Y, and Z trainers versus surfing Netflix and Hulu that whole weekend. So something is better than nothing. Even traditional therapy is better than doing nothing at all and living in denial with your your head in the sand, right? Mm -hmm. So what my vision is to really, A, open up the opportunity to transformation for anyone. Even talking to me, if you don't know where to start, feel free to reach out to me, to you, all of us, like-minded people that want the same, are on the same mission and want the same things for the world. And then personally with Edge of Abundance and myself, that's where I really want that community to grow is what I noticed lacks in the world is post maintenance of transforming people. Like you said, we're we're lifelong students. We've never transformed. We're transforming. We're Mm -hmm. always pending and evolving and up-leveling. So that's my personal vision is to really, really bring that community to the opportunity for anyone to step into after they've experienced transformation and, um, and for them to not stay forever. I would love it. I would love my community for you to be with me forever, but I really want you to be empowered and take that empowerment and that true essence of who you were really meant to be, not who you've become into the real world and grow yourself there and the people and the community and your environment around you. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest mission and my vision. I absolutely love it. So thank you so much for sharing. It was really inspiring. So I really love your energy. I really love what you're doing. And I think it really is a missing part of this whole journey. So if you're interested in transformation or you've gone through a transformation as well and look, you're struggling in everyday life, what's the next step? Or you find yourself reverting back. I highly, 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 highly recommend 
checking out Prisa. Um, so I'll drop the links below. So she has a page, she's got a website and a group. So I'll drop all the links, send me a message um, if, if you'd want to find her or you, you can't find any of the links. As well, very excitingly, I'm going to be one of her speakers on a program she's running soon. So I'm going to drop the link for that. So anyone listening, um, so can highly recommend coming on board with that. She's got some amazing speakers lined up. So it's really going to be good. I'm really excited to do that. So such an honor to be a guest. So Riza, if anyone is interested in finding more about yourself, how can they find out about you? Um, I guess you talked about your freebie as well. And if they did want to work with you in the future, how can they go about doing that? Right. Okay. So first and foremost, you could follow me on my Facebook page, which is Edge of Abundance. And secondly, um, my website, which is www.edgeofabundance.com, which is where you would see all the information for the membership program. Um, my freebie, I'll give you the link to it. It's called 101 Infinite Thoughts that you can listen to. It's an audio recording. You can kind of listen to it on the go. And I'll send you, it's on SoundCloud. So I'll send you the link for that and you can post it for everyone as well. So yeah, the best thing to do is follow the community on Edge of Abundance on all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. And the website, of course, same thing, edgeofabundance.com. Absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for being on. I would actually love to have you on again. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I absolutely love that tip with the thing with manifestation as well. So definitely going to give that a try. So please reach out to Brissa, join the community. It's an amazing place to be. So until next time, guys, see you later. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolute pleasure. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of Happiness Secrets. So like I said before, if you got value out of it, if you resonate with our message to awaken the world and to create world peace, then please share this with someone that you love. And if you leave a five-star review on Spotify and on Apple Music, and you take a screenshot of you sharing it with someone that you love, you enter this amazing competition that you will win Meditation Mastery for free. This is such a life-changing course. This is what I teach my high-level clients in video form. This is your 60-day path to healing your anxiety, depression, stress, and worry so that you can be happy, fulfilled, live with joy and have it all. You will also win a 90-minute one-on-one coaching and healing session with myself personally. This is at a value of $2,222. The course is also at a value of $2,222. So that's $4,444 of value for you helping to spread this message of love. Thank you.